Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is Thursday, April 13th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. It is Friday, Junior. It almost feels like Friday today for some reason. I'm not real sure why. Maybe because I'm off tomorrow. It uh, it feels like a Friday today, but it is Thursday. Today is also National Peach Cobbler Day. I am 1,000% in for some fresh peach cobbler. There's literally nothing better than a fresh peach cobbler with a nice big scoop of vanilla bean ice cream on top in spring, right after you've had dinner. The sun's setting outside. It's starting to get cool. You get a nice warm peach cobbler with a good, good helping, a good uh, hefty scoop of vanilla bean ice cream right on top of that warm peach cobbler. It is the best spring dessert in Georgia. It's so good. So you have to eat it outside too. Like when you're eating peach cobbler, I feel like you have to be outside. It has to be in spring. The sun needs to be setting. It needs to be around somewhere between like 65 and 75. It needs to start cooling a little bit. It has to be spring. Like there's just a whole vibe that goes with eating peach cobbler. I love peach cobbler, though. I'm here for it. The Braves uh, sweep the Reds last night. They complete the sweep of the Reds. They beat them 5-4 last night. It extends our lead in the NL East. We are now two games up in the loss column on the New York Metropolitans. Uh, But the Braves do lose another key player, which is not great. The, uh, the, The disabled list or injury list, whatever it's called now, Seems to be racking up with names for the Braves here lately, and that's that's not great. Luckily, we are early on in the season, but it's it's a little concerning to see how many names are on there. Acuna last night had an absolute game. Went three for four at the plate with three RBIs. He's now hitting 370 with a 452 OBP and a 537 slugging. Uh, Acuna put the team on his back last night at the plate and delivered in some clutch situations. Uh, Murphy and Rosie also added in an RBI piece. Sean Murphy has slowly sort of started getting going. Um, I know Murphy, a lot of people were concerned about Murphy during spring training and early on in the season. He's sort of started finding his groove lately. Uh, Still batting 219, which is obviously probably not going to continue. I'd be pretty shocked if Murph hit anywhere around that this year, so it should bump up a little bit once he gets a little bit more comfortable, Uh, but it's good to see an RBI out of him and Rosie last night. Uh, Spencer Strider went five innings, three earned runs, and nine Ks. That's exactly what you want to see out of Strider. Once again, Strider gets, he just throws so many pitches. He almost threw 100 pitches last night in five innings, gave up three runs, four hits, two walks, and struck out nine. I'd love to see it if Strider could be a bit more efficient with his pitches. If he could go six or seven innings, I know he's a big strikeout guy, and I know it's probably never going to happen. I know he's going to be a high-pitch guy. He's going to go out in the fifth most games, fifth, fourth, sixth, somewhere around there. Uh, but if he could get a bit more efficiency, that, that really would be phenomenal 
so he can pitch into the sixth, seventh inning and not have to bring our bullpen in, you know, to pitch four innings. But uh, that, that's being nitpicky. That's being nitpicky on Spencer Strider's performance last night. Uh, you know, I'll take five innings, three earned runs, and nine Ks. Uh, ten days out of ten, because that's that's fantastic. Uh, one of the big things that's sort of been going around in Brave circles is Marcelo Zuna. Last night went 0 for 4 at the dish, striking out three times. He is now hitting .083. His on-base percentage is at a 195. And it's starting to get to the point where it doesn't matter how much money you're paying Marcelo Zuna. He's just a liability in the lineup. It's not It's not like Marcelo Zuna has any redeeming qualities. It's not like Marcel hits you know below 100 against righties but kills lefties. Or it's not like Marcel is tied for the lead in home runs in the MLB and his average just isn't there. Or, or he's, a, he's a speedster. Once he gets on, he can steal second or third. Or he's a gold glover out in left field or something. The one redeeming quality from Marcelo Zuna was his offensive production. He was going to hit home runs, and he was going to get RBIs. And that's just not there. It hasn't been there in a couple years. And I'm starting to really get concerned that the Braves are leaving him up here essentially to swing and miss just about every single at-bat. I know we're paying him, what is it, $36 million this year, something astronomical. Like, I know what he's getting paid from the Braves, but at this point, you have to believe that Ozuna is what he is. I mean, since 2021, he's hit 213, 226, and right now he's at 083. Had 122 strikeouts last year. He'll get there this year if he has enough opportunities. Um, I mean, the COVID year, the the 2020 year that we saw the production from Marcelo Ozuna, we're not going to see that again. Like, that's just, that's not the Marcelo Ozuna that we're ever going to see again. The, the guy we saw in 2017 with the Marlins, 124 RBIs and 37 home runs. Like that's that's not coming back. Like that's just that's not coming back. And at some point you have to you're gonna pay Marcelo Zuna regardless of where he play where you play him. So the we're paying him a lot of money, so we have to play him crowd, it doesn't make sense to me because you're gonna play Marcelo Zuna regardless. And I mean you're I mean you're gonna pay Marcelo Zuna regardless, sorry. Why not pay him to sit on the bench? Why not why not designate him for assignment and bring up a young kid? and eat his salary. This young kid, you know, pay a couple hundred thousand dollars and maybe he can produce up here. Maybe he's a speedster that can steal when he gets on base. Maybe he's a glove out in the outfield. Maybe he's a glove in the infield. Maybe, you know, we have a DH somewhere. I I just, I'm sort of getting tired of seeing the designated hitter, Marcelo Zuna, rolled out there every single night. I'd rather see the designated for assignment, Marcelo Zuna, off his team. I know we're going to eat a big chunk of his salary. It is what it is. Uh, you know, I think he has, is this the last year on his deal? I'm not hundred percent sure what his deal looks like. Uh, but we're going to pay him regardless this year. So I, pay him to pay him to play for another team. That's fine. Whatever. Get him off the team. Bring up a youngster. Uh, let's see what he has. Maybe shoe make, maybe Von Grissom. I don't know. Somebody in the farm system that can come up and help us. Uh, Orlando Arcia did get removed from the game last night after being hit in the wrist by a ball. I tried to find some news on it this morning and it doesn't seem like anybody has reported anything concerning. So hopefully it was just a precautionary thing. Uh, and it wasn't, he didn't get hit in the wrist at bat. It was in the field. Uh, so that is a, uh, that, I guess that's a, that's a bit of a more positive. The ball is probably not coming as fast after it takes a couple hops off the grass in the dirt. But I know Arcia was removed last night because he got hit in the wrist by a pitch. So like I said, man, the injured list for the Braves 
seems to keep racking up night in and night out, which is uh, a little concerning from a Braves fan standpoint. Uh, the NFL Sunday ticket prices were just announced. You remember NFL Sunday ticket was on DirecTV for forever. It was around $300 every single year for DirecTV to get NFL Sunday ticket. Well, YouTube TV has the rights now for it. And for YouTube TV subscribers, they can get it for only $249 this year, uh, which is down about $50 from the $300 DirecTV was selling it for last year. Non-YouTube TV subscribers can get it, though, for $349, up $50 from last year's version of NFL Sunday Ticket from DirecTV. My question is, who are the suckers they are finding to buy NFL Sunday Ticket? And do these people that purchase NFL Sunday Ticket not have the internet? Because I have never paid for NFL Sunday Ticket, and I watch every single NFL game. Folks, if you don't see my uh, setup during NFL Sunday, I have one, two, three, four, five. I have six screens going. I usually have five games going, and then I have one screen just for NFL uh, Red Zone. So you know that's all on. And if you if you want the links, just uh, just hit me up on a DM and Twitter, and I'll send them to you during football season. Uh, but I, I watch every single NFL game. I don't pay for Sunday ticket. I will not pay for Sunday ticket. That is absurd. Three hundred and fifty dollars if you don't have YouTube TV. I don't have YouTube TV, and I mean two hundred and fifty dollars a year. For NFL Sunday ticket with YouTube TV, I think YouTube TV is about sixty to seventy dollars a month, somewhere around there. So almost like your basic cable package. Uh, Two fifty is not terrible, but three fifty if you don't have YouTube TV, I I don't know. That's just a bit. That's a bit too much to me. I'm obviously not going to pay it because I get all the games. I get all the games for free. Uh, let's re- let's look over real quick at the. 4A, 5A, and 7A region baseball standings. For our Central Lions, the Villarica Wildcats, and the Carrollton Trojans. For the Central Lions, 4A Area 7 baseball standing, Central is 4-8 and eight in the region right now and sits in the fourth spot thanks to a doubleheader sweep of Northwest Whitfield last night. Uh, they Right now they have three games left in the region against Southeast Whitfield. Southeast Whitfield is 1-22 on the season, so uh, we should expect nothing less than a Central Lions sweep of Southeast Whitfield uh, later next week. Heritage is in the third spot at 6-6 six and six overall in the region, and Central could mathematically catch them, uh, but I'm not sure who Central has, or I'm, I'm not sure who Heritage has left on their schedule. Um, I don't know if they have one of the Cardinal Direction Whitfields on there. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. Um, Heritage has left on their schedule. Heritage is 17-10. and 10. Six and six in the region, and they have Northwest Whitfield. So I would assume Heritage probably going to sweep Northwest Whitfield. So it looks like that three slot is a little bit unattainable right now for the Central Lions. Uh, but if they go out and sweep Southeast Whitfield, they will solidify that fourth spot and be in the playoffs. In 5A Area 5 baseball standings, this one's pretty simple, folks. Villarica, they're region champions. They wrapped up the region last night uh, get, uh, after defeating Chapel Hill. So Villarica will finish on top of 5A Area 5. And next week is the last week of regular season baseball. We will have playoff previews for you uh, for our high school baseball teams around here. We will have a better picture of who they will play in the playoffs in round one. But they will be hosting a home game out there at Villarica. So congratulations to all those Wildcats for being region champions of 5A Area 5. In 7A Area 2, the Carrollton Trojans, they are 5-3 in the region and sit in that second spot. Carrollton 
is pretty much locked into that second spot in the region with one game left. They have one game left in the region, and it is against uh, the region champions East Calweta tomorrow night. And it, East Calweta, I believe, is 8-0, and Carrollton's 5-3, and and the team behind them, I think, only has one or two region wins. So Carrollton is pretty much locked into that two slot. That will give them a home game in the first round of the playoffs, which is great for Trent Bianco and the Trojans out there in Carrollton. So congratulations on uh, pretty much solidifying a home game in the first round of the baseball playoffs. Once again, we will go over all the first-round matchups next week after region play has pretty much wrapped up around the area. Let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. In baseball, Villarica beats Chapel Hill 3-2. Villarica is the 5A Area 5 region champions. Congratulations, Wildcats. Carrollton falls to East Coweta in a hard-fought battle 3-2. They took East Coweta all the way to the ropes. East Coweta hadn't lost a region game all year. Carrollton tried to give them their first loss of the season last night. They'll try again on Friday night. Bowden beats Christian Heritage 5-6 and six to wrap up their region play. And Central gets what, in my opinion, was must-have games last night versus Northwest Whitfield. They win 12-5 and 4 to nothing. Joe Cooney is an absolute monster at the plate. I, I think uh, Northwest Whitfield got him out once all night and he came up to bat seven or eight times in the double header uh, had a monster moonshot over the left center field wall and Hayden Manson came in in the second game and pitched seven innings of two hit ball no run struck out six played amazingly and uh, a great a great job of the Central Lions last night one of the things that struck me about Central last night that it seemed a big progression since that Sonoraville game is the patient plate approaches Central looked way more patient at the plate against Northwest Whitfield last night than they did against Sonoraville early on in the season. I mean, I don't know if maybe maybe five swings all night. Central maybe had five swings all night that were not quality swings. Even when Central struck out, they were swinging strikes. So they were swinging good pitches. So congratulations to those Central Lions for battling back and getting back into playoff contention. In lacrosse, Carrollton beats Alatuna on the girls' side 18-5. Caroline McDowell, Ellis Underwood, and Charlie Colquitt all scored goals last night for the Carrollton Trojans. In boys soccer, Temple fell to Metter 10-0. Mount Zion beats Towns County 6-1. Bremen beats Douglas 9-1. Villarica falls to Cambridge 2-1. And Carrollton fell to Richmond Hill 3-2. In slow pitch softball, the Lady Rebels went 3-0 yesterday at the sectionals tournament to advance to the state tournament next Wednesday and Thursday. The Lady Rebels beat Gainesville 28-2, Sequoia 7-4, and Franklin 12-0. On the Stumpet Games and Events calendar tonight, baseball Bremen at LFO at 555. I don't believe that one's going to get played. It's supposed to rain a little bit, a lot of it, and then supposed to rain some more. So I think the rain, honestly, is supposed to start here pretty soon, and then it's supposed to continue all day. So I doubt that baseball game is going to get played. But in lacrosse, these should get played as long as there is no lightning. If it's just rain, these lacrosse games will get played. Bremen at Darlington, girls at 5.30 and boys at 7.15. The Carrollton Trojan girls are at Denmark at 6. And then the Carrollton Trojan boys are at home against East Coweta at 6 p.m. Time for another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. The Thunder oust Pelicans in the play-in game and will play the Warriors for the number eight seed. I honestly forgot the Thunder even existed. That's one of those teams that, like, until they pop up, 
I know they have Gilgis Alexander, who was a phenomenal basketball player, but the Oklahoma City Thunder are like one of those teams that I sort of forget exist. I sort of forget they're around, but they will play uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. It'll be interesting to see if Gobert is with the Timberwolves for round one against the Thunder. That'll be uh, that'll be very, very interesting. The Islanders claim a final playoff spot against the Penguins for a 16-year streak that is ended. 16-year streak is broken after the Islanders defeat the Montreal Canadiens 4-2 on Wednesday night to clinch the final Stanley Cup playoff berth, and they eliminate the Pittsburgh Penguins, ending their streak of 16 playoff uh, playoff appearances. I know Pat and the boys are not going to be happy about the Penguins not making the playoffs. I didn't even know they were in uh, in danger of missing the playoffs. That, that seems nuts. The Tampa Bay Rays moved to 12-0 on the season, one short of tying the best Major League start since 1900. You want to talk about teams that you forget exist, like the Thunder? The Tampa Bay Rays are like that as well. Uh, they moved to 12-0 as Randy Arozarena hit a three-run homer and a 9-7 victory over the Boston Red Sox on Wednesday night. The 1987 Milwaukee Bra- Brewers and the 1982 Atlanta Braves both opened up 13-0 Tampa Bay's 12-game win streak matches the team record set in June of 2004. It's pretty awesome from the Rays down there. Uh, Reports are coming in that Jeff Bezos won't bid on the Washington Commanders. Rumors have been swirling around that Bezos, the multi-bajillionaire that owns Amazon, would be bidding on the Washington Commies, but a source close to him said Wednesday that he is ending his pursuit that struggled to mount any momentum. So Jeff Bezos will not be owning the Washington Commanders. Uh, the Falcons traded the other day for Jeff Okuda. I think that's a good trade. The Falcons, they didn't get rid of much. I think it was a fifth-round pick uh, for you know a former first-rounder. Uh, Jeff Okuda has not really lived up to his billing up in Detroit, so it's kind of a buy-low situation. I think that adds depth there to the back end for the Falcons' defense in the secondary. Okuda was a, was a monster at Ohio State and just never really translated over to the NFL. And we'll see if coming down to Atlanta, a little change of scenery might be able to jumpstart his career back up. Still a young guy. I think Okuda's only been in the, in the, uh, in the NFL for three years, three or four years. So still a younger guy, still a lot of tread on the tire. See if they can sort of jumpstart him and, and recapture that magic that he had up at Ohio State down here in Atlanta. Good move from the Falcons. Really good move. Uh, Today in 1997 at the 61st U.S. Masters Tournament, Augusta National Golf Course, Tiger Woods wins his first major title, a record 12 strokes ahead of Tom Kite with a four-round 270-18 under is a tournament record at that time. It was later broken by Dustin Johnson with a 20 under four-round 268. But yeah, Tiger Woods in 1997 today. I've watched that round of golf, I don't know, probably 15 to 20 times. I've watched that entire fourth round of golf probably 15 to 20 times, and it is one of my it's one of my favorite rounds of golf. I know it wasn't close, but seeing a young Tiger out there in 1997, I still remember where I was and what I was doing on that Sunday in 1997, eight years old, sitting there uh, watching the guy that got me into golf, that, that gave me the love of golf. Or actually, I was seven, 1997 right now. I wasn't eight yet. I was still seven years old. Uh, I just I remember sitting there and just in awe of watching this guy play, just absolutely tearing up Augusta National. And also today in 1954, the Milwaukee Braves, Hank Aaron has his first ever game. Folks, you know about this podcast. If there is ever a Hank Aaron highlight or a Hank Aaron update or anything like that, we will always shout it out because I love Hank Aaron. He is the greatest baseball player 
of all time, and I will go to my grave. I'll fight anybody who says otherwise. That's it for the Morning 5 this morning. We will see you all tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!